Did I ever tell you the Penelope story when I worked at Eddie Bauer? Nope. So we were trained at Eddie Bauer to greet people by their names. Like if they used a credit card check, you always said, I have a couple of good stories. Harry Butts was a customer of mine. <laughs> um, maybe it was Boots, but I pronounced it Butts. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so this woman comes up and she gives me a check. And I'm like, oh, Penelope, that's a really interesting name. <laughs> I, was, I can tell you, today, even to today, I can tell you exactly what this woman looked like. Oh, no. Because she, she was super she's, short. She's and she stood looked, in your face She for looked a long up at time. me and she's like, it's Penelope. I was like, well, that's a pretty name, too. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the nickname? <laughs> Is that short for Penelope? Yeah. <laughs> I went home and told Liz that story. She's like, you are such an idiot. She's like, you've never heard of the name Penelope? I'm like, no. I'm you like, I grew up in Kimberly. Out. Everybody right. was like Lisa and Chris and, you know, <laughs> there was a- Penelope. <laughs> Sorry, you got to see me first. So <laughs> we need to work on our first impressions. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good exactly. lord, this is not a good one. <laughs> thanks for the stickers, man. I'm These Kirk, are cool. By the way. Yeah, thanks for the stickers. All the swag is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, courtesy of Drew. He's king of swag. So uh... uh, okay. Well, we'll thank him then when he yeah, gets on right. the phone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, I take it back. Is that a hat with your logo on it or something? Yes, it, yes, it is. There you go. Oh, that's, yeah. Kirk, we that's we didn't get any of those. <laughs> <laughs> we, hey, ask Drew. He will hook you up. Oh, sure. my God. That's a cool hat. Here you go, Kurt. Here's a hat. Yeah, yeah his little helmet. Yeah. Yeah. There's, oh, there's there's a little, oh, yeah, that's Here perfect. Go, you, you, I love it. You put that on. It's a little hard hat. I love it. <laughs> I, hope all your, I hope you can get all your hair under that Now thing. I can go play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, where, where are you hanging out tonight? Uh, I'm in Tampa, Florida. All right. This is my this is my house. This is my game room uh, in my house. So. Nice, cool, very cool. Well, nice. And I, I had to sit up next to the bar. I figured we'd be drinking a little bit, so oh, it's only appropriate. Go. That's we right, for sure. You only drink at the bar. Well, no, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it just looks cooler. You know? yeah, okay. yeah. All right, all right, all right. We'll give it to you. That's awesome. So, Tamper, where you started or where you ended? Uh, I, settling well, no, I, I, I never played for the Tampa Bay Rays. I grew up in this area. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I moved here when I was five years old and always came back here in the off season and, uh, never left all my family's here. So here we are. Very cool. That's great. Yeah. And Tyler, did I see you just recently formally retired? Hung him up for good? Yeah, formally. I, I've I've been retired since the end of last year. I knew that was it. It oh, just did. took okay. me a while to it took me a while to pull the trigger on the official uh, release. I'm not a big social media guy, so uh, finally got something out there, which it feels nice to kind of just put a put a ribbon on things. I guess. Uh, that's nice. Well, a hell of a career. I've watched enough baseball to to recognize your name and remember you on the mound. But uh, great run. I mean, how many years did you have? Oh, thank you. Um, it was parts of 16 seasons. So, uh, 
Long time. Wow. Yeah. That's that awesome. awesome. That's great. Were yeah. you on the uh, initial DC uh, Nationals team? You- no. So the first team was, uh, well, actually, yes. Um, in 08, I made uh, a couple spot starts for okay. that team. So, yes, I was. So you yeah. Did, you did get to be a part of that. Okay. That's good to say. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Are you guys seeing, are you seeing Alton? He's when not. You talk? He's just looking at me, I think. Oh, the God. <laughs> just give him a black screen. We got to do something about that. Yeah. So, it's amazing. so nothing's coming through on this? I, we, I see Tyler when he's talking. Yeah. It pops up when uh, he's talking. Do you see anybody other than me, Tyler, or just me? Just you. Let's just have let's just have Tyler talk the entire time so we don't have to look at it. <laughs> he wants to get that. It doesn't matter if he's talking, he still sees me. So Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. You're gonna pick happening. up on who gets picked on the most in this group, Tyler. So just Derek, the profile pick that popped up. How many years old? Hey, I'm that guy in my circle, so it okay. works. <laughs> All right. So this is why we're connected. I get it. This is yeah. Yes. In in Dutch they say the piss ball. It could bend a piss ball. So you can call yourself a piss ball. That's the guy who gets the blame for everything. So, is that a Wisconsin? Okay, or, yeah, that's that or picked on. That's a real thing. <laughs> All right, so that's that, a real is, thing. Is that a Wisconsin thing? No, that ball? is no, that is a Dutch thing. That's when I lived there. It been the piss ball. What are you wearing? I wooden shoes? I am not wearing my wooden shoes today. <laughs> well, we're Tyler. We're getting thirsty. We've been sitting here for a little bit trying to um, right, prepare oh, here. I am. And, and the bottle's been sitting part, on the table. My yeah, the yeah. bottle's been sitting on the nice, table. We've nice. been staring at it, so it's a beautiful bottle. And it looks like Drew's on. Thank you. Too. I you see Drew has drinking. a really cool hat on too. Yeah, so that's Kurt. He, he's the guy that's going to ask you <laughs> yeah. about the hat for, the next, for the next hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that is Alton. Oh, I'm getting myself a pour ready. Yeah, there you go. And then we got Dave over here, Krat. Hey guys, nice to see y'all. Hey, and then I'm hanging out in this corner. I've got the uh, the soundboard on this end, so. Cool. Thank you guys for doing right. this. Yeah. yeah. We're stoked. Of course. Totally, totally stoked. And by way of uh, of intro, um, so Sean Finger is a uh, part of mine. She and I have been working on Red Iron projects for the past five years. Um, she was just writing an article and featuring uh, Field of Dreams. And... Um, she was like, I got this bourbon article and I like bourbon, but not as much as you guys know about bourbon. So I said, if you could introduce us, we'd love to help out. And uh, so we're going to promote this in the magazine article that she's uh, sent off to publishing. That's cool. Very cool. And uh, yeah, we'll have this up on, on the site um, probably by Friday. Awesome. So yeah. Good to go. Yeah. But, Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Oh, we can't thank you guys enough. This is, uh, you know, we've, we've been doing this for about four years. And the, the origin of, of Bourbon Boys is um, we, all four of us, worked at Lowe's Home Improvement in uh, corporate. Uh, and then three of us were kicked out, and the other one's <laughs> hanging on. I'm the, I'm the dumbass <laughs> in the group. That's crap. He's, he's staying. He's got, yeah. a, he's got a good thing going. Uh, but we got kicked out, and we said, hey, we, one thing we don't want to lose is, is the, the friendship and the camaraderie. Um, and then <laughs> what we did was we just said, all right, well, once a month we'll get together. We'll grab a, a bottle of, of any bourbon. And we were just starting. Just so, starting, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we went on a trip to the bourbon trail and did not, no, we did did not take No, we did not. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> That's true. A uh, group of us went left before we got the whole bourbon thing going. That's right. Uh, we, we did the bourbon trail. Before you got and, smart. Uh, <laughs> I think it was my idea, actually, to do the podcast. Yes. So Yeah. And it started off as... 
we were just having great conversations, no podcasts. We just were drinking bourbon, catching up, figuring out what's going on and just sharing what, what we're going through as 50 year old dads, guys, and then realize that there's not a lot of outlets for guys to have conversation. And so you've got, you must have run into this too, where you've got, you know, plain, plain hotel, locker room, bullpen, dugout time where you're working, but, you know, finding a, a, a close group of guys that you can be honest with and, and kind of work shit out that you're going through with family, um, and everything that comes with that, um, work life. And so what we started here, um, a lot of folks who listen to the podcast have said that they've started their own bourbon group for that, for that reason. Like it's gotta be a place where guys can get together and just be open about what, what, what it's like being a guy. And so we've kept that strong for, uh, four years. Kurt keeps coming back. Um, we took him on the bourbon trail. Uh, I keep keep getting invited. I'll show up. If there's booze involved, I'll show up. So that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, we realized that, you know, there's, there are plenty of bourbon podcasts out there. We're not trying to be the, the number one. And, and, um, you know, there's plenty of guys who know all the nerdy stuff about bourbon, but we're about, you know, just being approachable, making, making the conversation about life, uh, lore and libation. So we do, you know, try to balance the conversation between the bourbon and what's going on, you know, in our lives. And, um, we have fun, you know, we never take it seriously. Um, if you've listened to any of the podcast, you, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's clear. Self-evident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, occasionally we'll s- sneak a rye in or sneak a, a whiskey in, but in the beginning, I think we were, you know, trying to hold true to, to just bourbon. And it's been a blast learning and tasting bourbon. We've tasted probably close to 200, um, you know, and, and have yeah. had a couple uh, not so great um, <laughs> tastes that we've, we've been honest about. Um, but for the most part, you know, we've, we've really, uh, really enjoyed the conversation. And then this segment called Staring Down the Barrel is giving giving time to the guys who aren't the big brown foreman you know uh buffalo trace names and just talk about like how do you do this what's it what's it like so the whole idea of staring down the barrel is living with the decisions and and the the stress that comes with it so we've had some really really great conversations with people who are just passionate about it and, and putting everything into it that they can and learning as they go that's awesome. Yeah. And, and you, as you'll learn, I could care less about this whole thing. So I don't know. <laughs> no, that's really cool. I, I mean, that, I, it's funny. Cause it sounds like you're pretty much telling our story when it comes that's to awesome. camaraderie. I keep in, uh, kind of, I say it's keeping the yearbook open, you know, like yeah, it's one of those, oh, that's cool. We, <laughs> that's really good. we, um, you know, we're, when Tyler and I play together, you know, it's some of your most formative years and you're doing this, you know, you're living your dream next to these guys. And then, you know, they take the Jersey away and you're supposed to go back to your corner and hopefully catch up with a guy like later in life, if you know, something lines yeah. up. So it's yeah. been uh, something for us that, you know, you're exactly right. He's having that, um, you know, that safe space, right. That you can sit there and guys that, uh, you know, you can relate to and understand the grind of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all relative. So yep, true. Yep. that's really neat. Yep. That's cool. And we, uh, we, we don't pull any punches. We bust each other's balls as much as we can. And, you Most, know, mostly mine. <laughs> Easy target. <laughs> we both, it, Fuck you. Me, yeah, me and Drew, we, we don't do that at all. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear None you. of that. 
That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so good. All right, um, you guys have a pour because uh, we can we yeah. can jump right in, get to know you guys, and and uh, learn more about this. Uh, well, we know one person sitting heaven. at the bar, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good. So Drew, where are I, you? this is my this is the, my first time drinking this. So I'm excited. <laughs> tell us what you think. <laughs> what um, Drew, where are you located? I'm in uh, Carmel, Indiana, so just on the north side of Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. He's closer to the corner. So people, people ask, oh, are you, are you guys, you know, are you from Iowa? Are you based in Iowa? No, uh, you know, I'm from Indiana. That's flat Iowa. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so just kind of started this, like any good tech company starts from a garage. I started this from my basement bar. Cool. Um, and so, but now we've, we're, we moved into real offices and kind of just been riding this way, but yeah, just on the north side of Indy. So get to enjoy all the seasons. Cool. Nice. Where, where are you guys at? We're in North Carolina. North Carolina. Just, just just north of Charlotte. Just north of Charlotte. Okay, cool. My my parents live uh, in Traveler's Rest. South oh, yeah. TR. Oh, yeah. The TR. Old, the old Swamp Rabbit Trail. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> and the guy doesn't know what a nor'easter is. <laughs> Seriously. What the hell's a Swamp Rabbit? We'll show you later. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. So I'm from Wisconsin, Drew. So I'm familiar, okay. very familiar with Indiana because I've been through it a numerous times. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's our state model. motto is that you drive through us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can tell you I've driven, I've driven across and I've driven down. So, but I've, I think I stayed in Indianapolis once. But otherwise, yeah, we yep. just, just kind of go through it. And the question is, are we through it yet? Are we through yep. it yet? Right. Okay. Yeah. It's beautiful. Though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think we just went by that exit. No, that's. <laughs> but I will tell you. So my wife and I just drove up to Wisconsin last year around this time, and there was. I'm. Um, what's the main interstate that goes north south, up through? What's that? Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Yeah. Yeah. There was a section of the windmills oh, or the yeah, the yeah, wind. Yeah. Wind that turbine. That was wind like. unbelievable like it like we could not even get our heads around how just how expansive it was yeah and then you every once in a while will see the semi with one of those blades on there like oh yeah it's it it, yeah it kind of hypnotizes you a little bit especially with traffic um which tend to happen tends to happen on 65 yeah but see here's what i don't understand you have these hundreds of of windmills moving and then there's one that's just not moving so how does that happen <laughs> it's, yeah it gets a day off you know? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> do we always have to yeah. be working <laughs> exactly it is, you it can is. do your windmill research later kurt we want to talk about <laughs> no, bourbon no it's like a compliment to indiana <laughs> it's actually project. really something pretty spectacular to see i think yeah. i mean it was just it was they unbelievable like they're just giants well, they to are like the they're horizon. huge yeah. i mean it's just it was pretty yeah. cool so it's, it's always a fun wormhole for a passenger to get into when you drive through there to, to learn the to Google it and learn the random windmill facts. And so, hey, I, I'm on your side on this. It okay. Is. Well, here's what you need to That's do. That's the you only need, one you can be you on. Need to, yeah, you, need to sponsor, you need to sponsor a billboard with a big ass QR code on it. So people because that's exactly what facts. I did. I'm like, I got to look this up. So. I'm like, how much does one of these cost? Like, how much energy does it produce? How long are the fins on the windmill? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if this it's actually thing, not. It's pretty fascinating. If this bourbon so, thing doesn't work out, you guys can get together. All right. We can do a windmill 
distillery. How about that? I love that. Actually, you got some, you, you got an idea there. Actually, so I'm just drinking this brown. Oh, he's water. Drew's we, got some ideas for you, man. Just yeah. wait. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, I guess I'm kicking this thing off. Let's do it. So, what section you got? I got life. Um, so you got the one that says Kurt. I got the one that says Kurt on it. So going back to what Derek said, I mean, the the core of everything we do is really in what we talk about is life and the lore and the libation. So obviously about our lives, the lore of the whiskey or the bourbon or the rye in in few occasions, um, and then just the libation itself, like tasting it and enjoying it. So. Um, so we're going to go through th- those three sections, and we want to just talk to you guys a little bit about about you, about your history, and, and so forth. So I would ask you about your background, but obviously we know you're baseball players. But I, I think it'd be really interesting to just hear a little bit about your journey and then how you came to say, let's do bourbon and get into the world of spirits. Like, how did you get there? Cool. Uh, you want me to wow. take it? Yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> All right. Um so before I played professional baseball, I went to Stanford as a product design degree. Uh, my goal was to design shoes. Uh, so I really wanted to make shoes or cleats, um, but then got drafted out of there. And throughout my career is when I kind of got into collecting some super rare bourbons and um, really just fell in love with the stories like you guys say, right? Mm-hmm. And just the idea that, yeah, money can't really buy this. You have to know the right people. And, you know, you have to know the right stories and, you know, it's, it's just, um, the hunt, right? Anything I, I, I'm in, when I design things, I want it to be an, for an emotional buyer because I love those emotional purchases where I see something, whether it's a vintage t-shirt, like mm-hmm. I have a vintage t-shirt. That's one of my favorites. It's a pistol Pete Maravich shirt. And I love yeah. wearing that. Thing. I love wearing that because somebody that is 20 years old appreciates it. Somebody that's 80 years old goes, what do you know about pistol Pete? And then, you know, like stuff like that, like I love that because that's just well executed top to bottom. Right. And so, um, I enjoy bourbon stories like that. I mean, you, there's numerous ones. Um, and so I, I collected stuff that goes back to prohibition era. 1916 is the first year juice I have distilled, but then, um, you know, what really hooked me was AH or 16, um, went to a bourbon bar in, uh, San Fran and, um, it was called hard water and they had pappy flights for a hundred bucks. And the owner came up and we asked him what his final drink would be. And he said it was age or 16. And I said, great, let's get a round of it. And he goes, well, let me see if I even want to sell it to you, wow. which, which immediately sells me. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I said, fine, I'll buy, I'll buy you a drink of it then. So we got it and it was unbelievable. And I had just been kind of limping into bourbon at the time. It's probably 2013 ish. And, um, we look, so we Google it and see that there was a book called the best bourbon you'll never taste. So on the flight home from San Fran to Indiana, I read that book and started going headfirst into the sand, finding every unicorn I could. Um, so I have every version of A.H. Hirsch. Um, and like I said, getting down that wormhole, um, my other best friend, other than Tyler, um, we were on a road trip and we were talking, Hey, if we were to start our own bourbon brand, this is 2018 what would we do and this is where we came up with the idea and so uh it was an idea that kind of never went away and we just kind of kept building on it as a no different than this kind of spitballing over drinks and going this would be cool if we did this yeah and a way to kind of pay homage to the stories that we hunted um so 
Tyler and I went our separate ways from a career standpoint playing, but we always stayed friends. And so when I called him to tell him I, I was retiring, I was done playing, he said, all right, if you're done, then you need to do that bourbon idea. A, I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> uh, but B, like, look, dude, like, we got to see where this goes. And, um, you know, that was kind of the big thing. He's like, if you need me to back it, I'm, I'm in. Which, you know, I, I, I give him all the credit in the world because I probably would still be sitting here drinking somebody else's bourbon talking about it. Mm. Um, but I just, I was like, all right, I'll figure it out, man. Yeah. And, uh, love yeah, that. that, this, that's so cool yeah. that you're able to take something that's so, uh, foundational to who you are. Right. And then tie it into a passion like bourbon, but do it in a way that's connected back to that foundational passion, uh, passion. Super cool. Not Thank everybody, you. not yeah, everybody has that opportunity. And, and I think too, you know, I, I, again, you look at, you add depth to any of these good stories when you look for a bottle, right? And, and it's, um, it's a five spoke wheel, right? You got the juice, you got the store, you've got the packaging you have, and then bottle two, right? It's not just selling one bottle. It's, you know, and if you create those spokes and you have the depth and you have the authenticity, because it's about the storyteller as much as the story. And that's where we have a leg up because look, that's what we say, the most famous corn in the world. And there is, there is tax that needs to be had to that corn because it's sacred in the baseball world, right? And and the right story needs to be told, no different than horse soldier with with the medal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Far more heroic than we are, but but in that in the sense that they tell the best story and they're mm-hmm. the ones that should be medal. And so that's kind of that's been the fun part is is understanding how we can execute on multiple levels, not just like, hey, cool idea, great novelty. No, it's it's adding depth, trying to deliver on on all ends. Awesome, that's great. Well. So, I had five or six questions for you, which you answered all of them. So I have nothing more for you. <laughs> well, I wanted to. So, but, so but kudos go ahead, to go ahead because I want to circle back on one thing. Okay, I was gonna say so. Kudos to Tyler for giving the push because just like what we talked about in the setup here, sometimes you know having a, a group of guys you trust and who will ride you when you need to be ridden and you know tell you to calm down when you need to calm down. So Tyler, kudos to you. Did you, was you willing to support this? Are you a bourbon fan as well? Or was it just, I know Drew well enough to know his passion. And if we partner on this, it'll be a crap ton of fun. Well, yeah, I'm, there's a lot of layers to that. So yeah, for me, um, I remember the initial idea. Um, and, you know, again, Drew kind of touched on it where it was just like, we're sitting down in the apartment after a game. And they're telling me about this idea they came up with. And, you know, like I said before, Drew's got tons of great ideas. And I'm like, yeah, that's gonna, that's a great idea, of course. But to actually pull it off didn't didn't seem like a, like a real thing to me um, in 2018. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, of course, that'd be great. But, you know, we'll see kind of thing. And, uh, and so we, you know, we keep, we kept mentioning it, hanging, hanging out in the off season, talking about it, man, that would be so cool, whatever. And we were still playing. So as soon as Drew retires, you know, he gives me a lot of credit, but you know, for me, I'm not the bur- I was never the bourbon enthusiast like him. Yeah. So when he tells me that he wants to, to, to kind of follow a passion of his, of course, I'm going to be like, yeah, dude, do it. And I'm going to support you in that because I know you and I know you're as soon as you're passionate about something, it's going to be, it's going to be a win. So I'd be an idiot not to support that. Right. So that's kind of where, where my thought process lied in the whole situation. But at the same time, I still had my doubts on whether or not we could even pull this thing off, you know, and, 
And he starts making phone calls and is like, Hey man, I think, I think this could actually happen. And I'm like, no way. And so anyway, <laughs> oh, shit. It, the ball just kept rolling down the hill and we got a bottle in front of us and uh, we're in stores and, and it's a great product. And, um, you know, the, 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 you know, I'm the co-founder, but the founder is one of the more passionate people's you'll ever find in the industry. I'm almost positive of that. So we're in a good spot. That's awesome. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. That's great. All right, Kurt, Ryan. So. I, I was just going to say, like, in any relationship, friendship, there's always two sides. So I was going to ask, Drew had a great story. So I was going to ask, okay, Tyler, tell us your <laughs> side of the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, my, my side of the story was like, I'm, I, you know, I was a little, little uh, res- more reserved about like this actually taking place. And, and oh okay yeah farming the field of dreams yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be possible and then he's like no it is i'm like oh okay let's do it (laughs) there was there was a lot of like as we as more phone calls happened it would be me calling tyler and be like hey hey clip um (laughs) yeah we're good like keep going like good let's just and like call my other buddy andy and be like dude, we're not getting any resistance on this. Like, I think we got a shot here. Like we, yeah. all right, we're going, we're going like, Hey, we're here. And it just, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like it's been uh, quite the marathon, but one of those things where we've been so lucky too. And, and I, on top of like Tyler's support, but having the people I met through collecting. So, mm. you know, the sins of the world yeah. that you know, like I got to connect with them and they were beyond helpful. So the camaraderie that I, and advice that I got through, the baseball network that I created, whether it was through old college teammates or whatever, um, I had a pretty good playbook going into it because that's where I just I was going to annoy anybody and everybody I knew to learn <laughs> because I didn't you know this is it, you know when you're trying to go from the bar stool to the shelf yeah you know you need to you need to have the pros right and yep. and you know like it's no different than somebody coming to talk pitching with us right like if I go try to talk bourbon or create a company that could be a brand power. I better know what I'm talking about if I'm going to go try to say, Hey, I know how you guys do it here. Um, you know, so it's, it's been very awesome to kind of tap into the experience and how helpful guys have been. And it goes back to, like I said, the camaraderie, I think whether you're a consumer or a supplier, any of it, you know, people that get it, get it. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, we, we, that's a theme we've heard a lot. Um, you know, talking to the guys who are just starting out, is this is a community that doesn't feel you know threatened by competition that they, they they embrace new folks coming in who are hungry to learn and everyone we've talked to that is starting out they're like yeah, yeah i went to someone who's already doing this yep. and said how are you doing it and there was no door slamming it was come on in you know grab a shovel this is how you do it and um that's that's it just seems so rare yeah to for, for people to be that excited about something that they're not threatened by another competitor yeah. you know but so much of that's like, because of it's a, you know it's a craft right yeah and i think everybody's yeah. got their own you know whether it's an expression or a taste that can come forward that it's not as competitive but um yeah so yeah, that's, that's you awesome. be, yeah, everybody can throw hard at this point to baseball analogy because this is how i handle everything in life but Everybody can throw hard, but you still have to be able to pitch, right? Like, right. If somebody can tell you, but for you to make good juice out of it, yeah. Like, and, and execute through and through, that's that's the key. 
And, you know, like I said, you, if you're able to tap into those resources. And for me, one of the first conversations I had was with somebody asking for production. They said, you should do more production than we can offer, which I mm. like that was another call to clip going. What do you think about this? Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a positive, positive okay. note. So just to be clear, I can't throw hard, nor can I pitch. So um, <laughs> This is true. <laughs> this is, this is true. true. So, 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 so Clip, i got to ask Me neither. Me yeah. neither anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that. <laughs> so, Drew, you touched on two things kind of related to the lore of the distillery. And I was on your website earlier today, and... You know, one of them was kind of, again, the, the idea behind the corn. And so I, I would love to hear kind of the, the background of what was that first phone call like? Like, how did you track down to be able to get access to that um, well-connected of a corn, if you will, to your passion and your foundation with baseball? Yeah, so I just, I looked up who owned uh, the movie site and then from there found the LLC and then hopped on LinkedIn, found somebody that was a board member um, who their email was in their header or something. And I just sent, I just sent a cold email saying, Hey, I was just curious. I see that you're associated with the field of dreams movie site. Would love to get in touch with somebody there. And luckily for me, the guy was a baseball fan and was like, wait a second. What, uh, are you that guy? And then, uh, <laughs> excellent. And, I'm guessing we so, would not have gotten a response from that. Probably email. not. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Mine's still sitting out there. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I ended up getting in touch with uh, kind of the guy that was the head of it, who put me in touch with Andy Ray, who um, is one of the three brothers, but kind of the head brother that has, they have the lease on the land. Yep. And um, yeah, and I, I asked Andy, I go, "What do you do with this corn, man?" He goes, "Just take it in town and sell it." Oh, jeez. All right. Yeah. Holy shit. So, Got an idea. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and Tyler says, this is my friend Drew. He's got an idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so from a production from a production perspective, is there, I'm, I'm assuming they harvest the corn, they put it back out, and you guys just continue to, to pull off that same plot of land? Or how much how much corn is yeah. there? Yeah. So the, the movie site is 143 acres. Wow. And then of the, um, you got about 116 acres of corn. So just... It's kind of like if you look at it like a winery standpoint, mm -hmm. we're at the mercy of the yield, right? Um, so two years ago, we had 32,000 bushel, right? So that was that was the first thing I had to learn to do is to speak in corn. Yeah. So I yeah. called up in a farm town. I called the farmer that has the most land. I said, Mr. Starkey, can you teach me about corn? Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, but no, that's so we can we can make, you know, that's depending on what the mat, what mash we use. I mean, that's a plenty of corn Got it. to push out a ton of bottles that would be well beyond, you know, our wildest dreams, but we have taken every kernel of corn and put them into barrels. Yeah. So, and that's, that was the key was sending, you know, 36 semis out Good. to find production. So that was, that was the first hurdle was calling about anybody with a still, um, you know, in 21 going, Hey, and they're like, well, we can get to you in 24, 25. No way. Yeah. So, uh, we, yeah, we almost had a couple people that were going to slide in. And then once the pandemic orders came in, all the big boys up their production and oh yeah, that favor wasn't there anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. But it, it was good. That's, this is, uh, like I said, I learned a ton in that process. Yeah. That's super cool. The, the other thing too, um, just really intrigued by the, what it looks like your, your investment structure on the site, it said something around like MLB players. And so are there additional baseball guys that are investors in this? I know you mentioned your network earlier. 
Yeah. So, so far it's just Clip and I, but we've talked to plenty of our old teammates and like, we haven't officially brought them in because we we're kind of waiting to see how this plane landed on the first batch because sure. we didn't know once it hit the shelf, what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so we were kind of going to wait for, for that to roll through. And then we were going to kind of address it when it comes to, are we going to try to scale this? Because obviously we're pretty much running a Christmas tree farm here where we're trying to play it that far out. Right. So, yeah. and that's pretty capital intensive. Um, but you know, there's also a, a fine, you, you want to get your buddies involved, but we also want to keep, keep it tight because yeah, I yeah. think we've done, it. Yeah. you know, yeah. We're, we're trying to maximize what we can do without having to answer to too many people. Sure. That's well, I think the goal. plane, I think the plane landed pretty damn well based on what I'm drinking. So, yeah. so, so guys, let me ask you a quick question because I want to, I want to go back real quick to the life piece a little bit. So you play baseball professionally, you both retire and you come up with this idea, which it sounds like you had for a while. So how do your families react to this where suddenly you're going to start a bourbon company? <laughs> Drew, you got to go. You got to take that one. Tyler, you're all the quiet, buddy. This is going to be good. I can tell. <laughs> so as Tyler said, I'm not one to shy away from ideas, um, nor to talk about them or whatever and say, this would be really cool. I can, I can try to figure out every world problem. Who knows if it's right or not. But when I told my wife that I was like, Hey, this is what clip said. I, I gotta do it. Like I'm going to go. And she's like, okay, if you're going to do it, you got to go. Like you have to do it. It can't just be something like, you know, kind of like during the pandemic, I kind of half ass renovated our basement bar. <laughs> like, you told me, don't make it like the basement bar. If you're going to do it, don't make it like the basement bar. And <laughs> so I, I started from the basement bar instead, and then I made it better than the basement bar. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the whole thing. She's like, if you're going to do it, you need to commit to it. And yeah, I mean, it's been, she's been great because it's the time that involvement that this takes is as much or more than baseball was. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it too, a lot of it too is an adjustment, um, for me because I'm used to tell living by the baseball schedule mm-hmm. where our lives would shut off once around Valentine's day hit. It was over until October, like right. not around your phone. Like it, every you're at the, you're going for a W every night. And that is, that's it. Yeah. That is your, that's your pop quiz every night. Yeah. And in the off season, you try to catch up, get your head above water and then rinse and repeat, go back. So now <laughs> I'm learning real time management because I create the schedule and it's like, okay, well, how do I get, you know, I'm, I'm taking my off season workout program and trying to work in emails and like saying, okay, <laughs> here's where I go normally. And this, you know, trying to time block it just like I did training yeah. and at the same time be a dad, because that's part of the reason why I wanted to hang it up and not play was to be around sure. and be a dad. At the same. Yeah. So yeah. trying to find that balance of like, it's not a project, it's a company, but it's not, playing you know and so trying to trying to figure out that that whole schedule side of things and understanding like okay i need to make sure and have a heart out at this point because as you guys can tell i can talk about this all night (laughs) (laughs) now tyler this is all happening this is all getting started correct me if i'm if i'm getting the timeline right this is all happening you're still you're still on the planes right you're still you're still throwing at this point yes okay yeah so, I was still so, pitching. So Drew's yep. like, hey, I know, I know that you. It's, 
I know you're in the dugout right now. Just got a quick question. You know, like how much of how much of this is you're 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 kind of looking at it going, oh man, this could be something that is is gonna consume me, or I encouraged him, but man, he's 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 in it. He's going for it, and and uh, I mean, that's you you got two two full time jobs. It sounds like. Well, no, I don't. Um, the mm-hmm. Drew and our team has has made my life really easy. Um, yeah, and, and I got in. I got in it with that intention because I was still playing, and I was basically like, "Man, I can only do so much." But, yeah. um, but, but yeah, Drew likes to take my money um, and use it. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it, it. You know, now that I'm retired, I've definitely kind of, you know, stepped up a little bit. But uh, my my business card still says CGO, which means Chief Golf Officer. So if you guys are looking for a golf round, <laughs> you're the guy. That'd be great. That's 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 what I offer. I bring a bottle with me, and we and we and we we play golf and. I teach you about the Field of Dreams bourbon, so that's it's a good game. Like sounds like business development. That yeah. sounds like a great Airbnb and <laughs> ex- a great Airbnb experience right there. <laughs> that's awesome. So as you guys think through again, kind of the process, you got the corn, you got all the production in place. Um, sounds like you got all your you know kind of your business, your financing going. What was like the the biggest hurdle you had to come come through? I would say it was the production side. Yeah, um, because we knew, you know, we didn't know necessarily, we knew we had that initial batch of corn, but we didn't know going forward if we were going to get it. So we were just trying to get as much juice down with the most flexibility of where we can take it, like just get it down and get age on that corn and on the juice. Right. And then, because in the end it's a commodity, but that production side was the problem Mm. and being able to find, um, find the stills and the open stills that we could use. Um, you know, like I said, it was just kind of a mad dash to just get that stuff distilled mm-hmm. and then kind of we'll figure it out later. So how many um, different facilities were you guys leveraging? Or were you able to find somebody that had enough production in one place? So we ended up just uh, using one initially. Um, yeah. We got really fortunate with yeah. Panther um, up in Osakis. Um, and so they were able to take us in so that it worked out great. And they've done, great work for us. And then, um, you know, now we're working with journeyman as well. So they do our bottling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, again, that's just through the baseball connections. That is a, that's a CGO connect right there. There you go. Uh, that we, <laughs> uh, because his old golfing partner is the guy that actually, uh, does our case shippers. So oh, nice. excellent. it's all full circle stuff, but, um, yeah, it's the production side, I would say was the biggest hurdle because, I anticipated the getting the corn was going to be the biggest one, right? And then like, I just assumed. Oh shit! I got a lot of corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right. And um, and so that's the yeah the production side of it. And then it was, well, how do you, how do you, you know, like any other whiskey company, how do you get this to market effectively, and also, you know, in the meantime get the, get the concept out. Right. Because the game, the MLB game got punted back in 20 because mm-hmm. of COVID. So, right. you know, that's part of it. I was like, we can need to push this and try to piggyback the attention that this game's going to get. Mm-hmm. Granted, I didn't anticipate the powder keg that that game was going to be, <clears throat> nor did anybody, but the fact that we were able to kind of get around that and, and just kind of ride the momentum of it, um, you know, helped because it, it completely changed the climate of that entire town. Yep. Um, after the game happened. 
I think, I think uh, just to chime in a little bit, um, piggybacking that game, I think helped the company a lot because it, it forced our hand in, in kind of wanting to go to market as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. And, but we, you know, obviously with coming up with a good product, but it, 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 you know, when you have like deadlines and you have things that in goals that you want to, that you want to reach, it makes you really good at doing those things. And, um, I think it helped the company a lot because of that. Excellent. Excellent. Al? Oh, I was going to, um, try to think how to word my question. So you were talking about going to market and I apologize if I'm getting out of line with the, the sequencing, but, um, you know, we, we've, had the privilege of talking to several kind of startups. Uh, some chose, you know, to really focus on the consumer, the consumer experience, bringing people into the, you know, for tastings and then selling bottles out of that. Another, you know, is focused exclusively on distribution. You know, through the process, since you have such a rich, marketable name, how have you guys decided to do that? Are you leaning heavy into distribution or do you actually have a tasting room and a, an experience you're working the, the clients through or the customers through? Yeah, so we initially, like I said, we've started pretty thin. So our our first thing that we did was last fall was a, a canned cocktail. So mm-hmm. we did an RT, um, just kind of as a dress rehearsal to get a feel for what the distribution and the third tier game was about. And also to kind of see where, like, in a not, we just did it in Indiana. So non-major league market in the RTD category, which is as you know, saturated as it gets right now. Yeah. Seeing where we can play in that, because knowing that if we could get away with moving RTDs, because A, the stadium experience with our brand plays perfectly. Yeah. But seeing if we could do that as a, essentially a filler until everything ages, it was good. And and like, you know, we, we didn't have nearly the packaging we do now, but it was something just to see how it worked. And I'm so glad we did that because we knew that, obviously our flagship is the bottle. And, you know, our releases on that is what this company is all about. That's where the passion is. Um, I say the, the RTD is kind of the t-shirt toss mm-hmm, and we, mm-hmm. you know, the bottle is somebody, you know, getting a home run ball, right? Like that's, that's kind of the way you look at it. Um, and the, and the t-shirt toss great is great, but, um, you know, it's, it's something that it, in the right place, we love it at the golf course, you know, um, but in reality, that's that's kind of new school baseball and our bourbon's old school baseball. So um, but from the bottle standpoint, you know, we just are t- traditionally distributed in uh, Iowa and Indiana. So we plan to kind of expand beyond those two markets. But with the velocity that we got in Indiana and Iowa out of the gate, we kind of got stretched thin because okay. we only have the we only have the twenty two thousand eight hundred sixty bottles. Right. So, you know, thirty eight hundred cases. And then with what our e-commerce has done. Um, which we've pretty much instantly sold out in all the drops that we've done on our website. Wow. Uh, that's to me, that's the most exciting part. Um, I think the e-commerce side, like that, that's where you understand where your fans are. Um, and yep. then that, that, that does the work for us. And so then that way we're not, it, when we're limited, you know, because of, we only have so much juice, we can't be misfiring, right? We need the headshots. And as long as we can find that and I can get these, 22,860 bottles and the most brand passionate hands of the people that get it the most, then that's going to help us on bottle two, three or X down the road. Yeah. Get so, to, get to Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> get a better team. You're, um, so 
you mentioned a couple things. One, the the RTD, which I'm going to go with ready to drink, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Short short for that for our our two listeners that are scratching their heads right now. And then that's the south <laughs> that's the southpaw, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and then you mentioned this twenty two thousand number. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So I guess that's probably one of the things. One of the first when we first came up with the idea of using this corn. We, we had the idea to add depth by paralleling baseball numbers with whiskey numbers. So mm. everyone knows that there's a million baseball numbers and stats. You can find a stat for anything in the world. Yep. Um, this guy hit a home run on his parents' anniversary for the first time ever. Um, <laughs> uh, but, the, you know, the same numbers that may or may not have pushed Tyler and I out of the game, we might as well use to tell whiskey stories because you can make proofs line up with them. And so the thought was – you know, with this first release, you know, what's a, what's a good year? And they're like, yeah, you know, if we could do around 4,000 cases, that'd be pretty good. And that's always been one of my favorite trivia facts when I talk to people. is like, how many people do you think in the history of baseball, 155 years, have ever made it to the major leagues? Usually it's a six-figure number. Yeah. You know, what? And, and it's always just kind of a cool fact, right? Kind of a cool, like, yeah, that's neat. And so I was like, well, that's around the number of cases that we could use. And I was like, well, we can make this like trading cards because right. then a number with a player. And it was just something that I initially did for fun because I love having little hidden things in there, but it's kind of turned into, like I said, baseball cards. And like, again, you're so just right. adding depth and it's, it's, so when I sign the bottles, it'll, it has, I'll sign them with my player number on there. There we oh, go. Yeah. Yeah. And so then that way, because Tyler and I wore plenty of numbers in our day, but the one real number is that DMV number of what you got to the big. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so great. That is, that is, I mean, nothing else, I don't think we've heard anything else that even comes close to being that much of, I wouldn't say an Easter egg because you're not trying to hide it, but that like so plugged into the authenticity of what this means to you, what it means to the, the players, what it means to the history of the game. And then you go, and this is not to, to you know, burst a bubble, but then you go, and then we're going to talk about a fake field, you know, with a movie. <laughs> You're like, but still, you said it You said it in the opening, like, it's the world's most famous corn, and, and Alton and I were talking about that today, and we're like, yeah, there's really no other place that we no. can think of on the planet where you go, well, that corn's from, because exactly. yeah. nobody cares. No one cares. Except for, except right, right. for the farm. Right, 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 right. Nobody cares, right? Yeah. And that's... And it's funny because, look, I, I fell in love with the idea because, uh, yeah, the movie's great. Oh, you can't help like, it. Totally. And and so, like, you know, the the dad angle, like, my dad's the reason I got to the leagues, the whole thing, right? What was crazy, six months into working on this, we were going to – I was taking the family out, so I made my oldest son watch the movie with me because he never saw it. And we're watching it, and the part where mm-hmm. Kevin Costner goes to James Earl Jones' apartment, there's a piece of mail that he, know, you know, marks it to show where his apartment is. And that on the envelope in there, it says PO box 7017, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46207. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Indianapolis. Like that's a, you know, so I text it to my dad and he goes, you know, that's your grandpa's old work address, right? Come on. Jeez. My grandpa <laughs> worked in Legion in Indianapolis. So I'm like, no way. And so then when he goes, when he goes to, then that's he goes to Minnesota amazing. to find uh, Moonlight Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he gets out of the van, and in the background, there's a Nelson's Bakery sign. And that was my grandpa's last name. And that grandpa was from Newell, Iowa. So Damn. that's when I 
that's when I knew, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. If you don't do this, you will hear people talking to you at night. Yeah. Or, you, or, you, or you're <laughs> going to get yeah. the voice. I got a, I got a damn movie. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I know it's a movie, but right. I'm hearing these voices. Or you're going to get struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I mean, again, there's just so many things that kind of line up of like, you know, there's, uh, I, I'm a big omen person. And that after that, I was like, that's an omen. Omen right. in the movie or, I mean, sticking in the movie thing or no. No, no. <laughs> just a, <laughs> that's crazy. That, that is really crazy. Right. And so, okay. So shifting gears a little bit, tell us about the bottle. Cause the bottle is really unique. Thanks. That was, so the bottle choice I had was the, one of the other first things that I went to total wine. I stood about 15 feet away from went across the aisle yeah. and I, I see what would grab my attention. So unique bottle shape, right? Mm -hmm. But then, you know, but then if you looked at premium, you have to go with a broad shoulder, right? Any premium bottle tends to have a broader shoulder, but it's easy to fall into blocks when you do that. Baseball is cool because of the unique shapes, right? You got the diamond, you got home plate, which is like a near impossible shape to have in general. But then like you have the, you know, the arcs and everything. So I found this bottle and I will, the glass in it, if you look at the medal of the Cy Young Award, I don't know how baseball nerdy you guys are, but the medal of the Cy Young Award is this shape. So that's the award for the best pitcher in baseball. And so once I saw that, I was like, that's what, because I was going to custom design it. And I was like, that's what we should do. And so it's a nod to everything. So that's great. The shape is a nod to the Cy Young Award. The blue wax top is a nod to the original AHR 16 blue wax mm. release. Nice. Mm. Wow. You've thought oh, of, you got all, you the, angles. Got all the angles. This is awesome. But see, this is what I love. Yeah. And, and Dave, I know you hate it, but he's creative. He gets the emotional <laughs> component behind it? the product. Like, Speaking of the are product. You listening? Are you listening? Designers. Are you listening? I know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That's what Look, I mean. As long as we don't I get appreciate get... you, Drew. I it, so appreciate as you. As long as we don't turn this into Hey, I told one. you guys. I told you guys. <laughs> we appreciate as, you too, Tyler. As long as we don't clear. turn this into <laughs> an ideation, I just, yeah. Yeah. have to sell. Is, that who I'm, is this who I have to sell here? <laughs> this is so good. I love this. Well, let's talk about the product. I know. I was like, I mean, that's I'm, true. I'm we haven't even talked pour. about the actual I product mean, it's, yet. It's super. I've already yeah. had two. Classes. I was going to say, Kurt and I've already done our second pour. <laughs> yeah. So. so what what is super unique about this this call is there will probably be very few people who will be able to experience this, right? right. You've, you've created exclusivity. You've created a limit to what's going to come out in each batch. I would imagine you're going to produce more batches, right? It's not like, well, that was fun, and we've produced enough bottles to represent every new MLB player, so next year during the draft, we'll add another 100 or so, yeah. you know? So um, eventually people could get their hands on this who are listening in our in our area, but for yep. the time being, you know, sucks to be them, but it's pretty awesome being us. Tell <laughs> us about tell us about the bourbon itself. Like, yeah. what do you? Yeah. You know, um, do you have a mash bill that you, that you're sharing? Is it something that um, you know? Where did that come from? And then, as far as the taste goes, we have no problem putting this thing back. This is it's good. really good. It's so congratulations really, really to, good, to yeah. both of you guys because that's. Yeah. Uh, that's hard to do. Yeah. As that is hard to do. And we've we've had some not so great ones. <laughs> Couple. Yeah. Well you guys not hurting my feelings first off. So. <laughs> uh no, I, I think you know, you mentioned approachable, right? And and you look at the initial 
batch one, um, that's that's our number one key is, is the approachability of it because I wanted this to res- be able somebody that's a baseball fan that might be getting into bourbon can enjoy it, but also mm-hmm. the bourbon, right? Because you know the key I want I want it to drink it. You know you drink it neat, but if you put a cube in it, I say it's buttering the corn. Yeah. It opens mm-hmm. up. It doesn't wash out like some other lower proofs, right? And so it was just an opening. I say it's kind of the ceremonial first pitch almost. Like it. And that way it's it's approachable. You know, so our, our mash bill is 73 corn, 22 wheat, and five rye. So there's no barley. So then that way mm. it kind of shows corn. And then that way it gives you, you kind of have the corn. So I, I modeled the taste off of four roses, 125. So probably one of my top threes because it, the, the corn in that scares you and then kind of lets you off the hook. And then if you, you know, put a couple drops in it, maybe whatever it opens up into a completely different animal, but still with. Hmm. And so that was kind of the thought where it's like, Hey, here you go. Here's something that you're going to have the corn showcase. You're going to have wheat land the plane. And then rye is going to give you kind of the hook to come back for more. Mm, Uh, And so, like I said, max approachability, you know, we're going to, we'll start proofing it up um, and start playing more into that range. But at least for this first one, we wanted to make sure that, it was more accessible for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I love the, the balance. Between- and that's in, you know, sorry, I was just, I heard Drew say we're going to proof it up. I, I think we both kind of d- discussed uh, just recently that uh, we are, as a company, I think we landed on, and correct me if I'm wrong, Drew, of basically just coming out with the best product we could possibly come out with every single time, whether that's 115 proof or, 92 you know like it you know for us it's like you know and i know a lot of people put a lot of honus on that but um we we just want it to be good and, and i think that's at the end yeah. of the day what we're going for yeah well, you guys, so that's it y'all did it's it expression right and and you know you guys are saying uh, we talked about doing a rye because again if you there are sweet ryes now and you know there is rye in baseball right so we can we can do that and <laughs> The puns are endless. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like it, again, top to bottom, I, I always give the loose, you know, zany parallel to the stone cold Steve Austin beer where it's a $14 four pack that I gave a, I gave a chance to because it, at worst I would just smash them together, but it's a great. <laughs> and like, I'm like, dude, that's a win. Like that's cool because you buy it for that, but then you enjoy it. And like, that's how you, you know, get somebody to buy it again. And, yep. and like, I would be selling the authenticity short from the movie site end of it and to my own collection. If I'm selling stuff that it doesn't live up to it. Yeah. Um, and so that's, and I think that's, like I said, I'm putting my money where my mouth is and Tyler, this was, it was already too late before Tyler tasted it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so his, I, I told you his joke at the beginning wasn't, that much of a stretch because <laughs> when we were bottling it is the first time he tasted it. So I uh, think hey, I got, I got faith in my boy, man. Yeah, I got faith yeah. in my boy. Well, it's a really good balance. I mean, between the, the sweetness on the corn on the front end of it and then the, the rye on the back end, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a warm 93 proof. It really yeah. is. I, yeah. I, you know, you, the finish you, is really nice. Yeah. You, you mentioned know, the, the 115. Really I'd love to, love to see a higher proof too. No, um, he said 150. 
150? I think Tyler said 150. Did you not, nah. Tyler? <laughs> oh. Nah, 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 nah. If okay. I did, I, I apologize. I meant 115. <laughs> that's all I was going to oh, say. That's illegal yeah. in 37 right. states. I was going to say, if you do a 150, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, no. We're, we're going to see how much you guys really like that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a 115 movie? would be awesome. I, I do hear voices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, help, I think they're the paramedics. So, Drew, you mentioned the the Four Roses 125. Um as your top three what are what are your what are your other go-tos outside of um this stuff hmm i on an on an everyday basis i mean obviously not your your kind of high-end collection stuff i always stink at this question because my everyday i always like trying something new same Uh, yeah that's good um but you know i would say I, I'll say my go-to gift bottle, which I think was an inspiration to this, because I had a bunch of people ask me, like, "Hey, you're bourbon collector guy. I gotta get dad a bottle. Yeah. What do I get them? Yeah, yeah. Right. We get and that a so, lot. And you don't know their price point. Yep. You don't. So I always just be like, "Hey, get them Jefferson's Ocean. Right. Yeah. But fair. Right. It's fair. on a ship. Yeah. yeah. Yep." You either taste the salt or you taste the marketing. Either way, it wins. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, and so like that's kind of the thought where I, so for me, like I do, I do enjoy the taste of that, but, yeah. um, I gosh, I'm all over the place, man. I, I just, I really like learning the stories. I taste yeah. the stories. I don't really have go-tos cause I yeah. just go try something new. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I did. I'll- I love that answer, and I think all, all four of us, if you were to ask us what our favorite bourbon would be, it would be whatever I'm drinking this week. Because we yeah. do, mm-hmm. it's part of it. Part of it's the hunt, and in North Carolina, it's really weird too. It's like we don't get access to a lot of stuff, and so you'll you'll be in the the ABC store, which is where we get all our liquor, and yeah. you'll just see a bottle, and you're like, I don't know anything about it, but you know the price point based on what they're charging, it better taste good, right? Yeah. So we'll give that a shot, and sometimes yeah. you win, and sometimes it's like, good lord, this is awful, but. Um, it, but that's always the response I give people too. It's like it's whatever I'm drinking today because yeah. it's yeah. just fun it, for me and. You know, some people are like, well, why bourbon? It's like, well, there's a lot of history behind it. There's a story behind it. But it's also just kind of like the discovery and the exploration of like, all right, I'm going to try that. <laughs> it may suck, but for the most part, I mean, the winds are, are, are pretty high. Um, yeah. We've had our, our handful here, like we mentioned earlier, that are just awful. But uh, for the most part, um, it's just fun just trying trying out the stuff that tastes yeah. good. Yeah, for yeah. sure. This is for a good sure. match well, as far as like what, what you've been able to leverage for the lore behind it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the and the spirit of the sport, yeah, and what it means, you know, in history, what it means to the culture, yeah, that it that it actually is a really good bourbon, yeah, is fantastic. Yeah. So it's not like oh god, they were so close, like they had everything <laughs> except this thing is just garbage. No, it's a little, this little is just a little so bit of good. the perfect, uh, a little bit of the perfect storm between the storytelling and yeah. the, the the again the tie back for me that I just love that you guys have done is like. You've taken two passions. One of them's foundational that you guys have been doing since you were probably six years old, right, with baseball and then tying it into this. It's just not everybody has an opportunity to do something like that. Yeah. It's really cool. No, Super special for, for sure. sure. Yep, for sure. Love it. This is so good. So Tyler, good. What, Tyler, what's your go-to? What else? What's what's number, um, number two and number three? This is number one. Yeah, yeah. I just recently did kind of did exactly what Drew – spoke on was, you know, now that I'm in the business, I, I kind of go to the liquor store and I'll look at, at comparable price points, comparable mm-hmm. proofs, 
and and kind of see where other companies land with with their products um you know i don't know whether it's uh real or not but i think we stack up against anybody in that realm of things Mm -hmm. from a taste standpoint from you know me personally um i think if if i were to pull anything off the shelf and say you know any bourbon in the world get you know pour me a glass i would i would I would say the 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 Pappy uh, thirteen year because it's a rye, and I tend to I tend to lean towards rye mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And I, and I literally just learned this about myself in the last you know six to eight months. Um, and but uh, yeah, Drew uh, made me buy a bottle of Four Roses one twenty five because uh, he liked it so much, and and it turns out I I. I I kind of liked it as well. Um, but I started out, I started out my journey in the bourbon world way different than Drew did. I was a Scotch guy Mm, for the, for a long time. And so, so I think maybe that's where my rye palette comes from. But, uh, um, so yeah, there's some scotches that I'm very fond of, but, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, as far as just pulling like a, a, a $30, $40 bottle off the shelf at a liquor store, I don't really do that that much. I got two young kids and I don't really have time to drink that much. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Or you have a reason to That's drink. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the, uh, you know, talking about family, what's, what's something that keeps you guys up at night? You're starting off in this new whole new venture. Neither of you outside of, you know, um, recreationally, it sounds like you had the background in this space. What's, what's something that you, you, discover they like never would have thought that that would be in our way and then after that what's the one thing that keeps you up at night well i think we should start with what actually makes me sleep at night um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i've so i've yeah three kids uh so we'll start with that but that keeps me up all night uh but no i i would say for me the number one stress i have is how to um scale it tactfully right like having it go grow the right way mm-hmm. without yeah. overextending and diluting the brand the storytelling or the authenticity right because mm-hmm. i think there's an art to to people here in indiana and kind of in iowa but may you know there's only so many people that have really whole, heard the story right and so we can't take that assumption that you know we can't go start the book in chapter two if we're going to go to a new market right mm-hmm. we have to start over there. So like yep. it's the effective scaling of this because you don't want to try to do too much. Um, and like lose what has made it special to begin with. Um, I don't know if that's just a, a politician answer right there, but I, that's kind of what it, that's the big thing. Like I don't want to lose. And I, I mean, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but too many cooks in the kitchen of like, this is really cool. Yeah. Don't stay yeah. out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's so many there's so many branches that you, that you could you could grasp onto along this journey of like, all right, um, in three years we want to go nationwide, and and then we just put all our eggs in that basket and and we do whatever it takes to get there, and then you three years down the road you're like, man, we shouldn't have done that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think to Drew's point, it's like let's just say authentic to what we're doing scale it the right way, yeah. make a good product, and then you know for me. I'm way more laid back than Drew. So I'm like, for me, things will work out. Things will work out if you do that. Yeah. No, it, is, it, it is great. And you guys do have an answer. It's kind of a double-edged sword, right? You got a, a great 
but a story to tell, but it's not always a simple story, right? The, the drink itself, the product being good is the simple part of the equation, not getting there, but what's in the bottle is good. But you've talked about so many nuances from the bottle shape, you know, tied to the Cy Young Award to the number of bottles. There's, there's so many pieces that you don't want to lose. And if you go too fast, it will be easy to step away from that or compromise that. So you guys do, I do see the dilemma in that of how do we grow? How do we grow responsibly? But at the same time, don't miss the opportunity. So yeah, a lot, a lot going on. Yeah. Tied to that. Um, would you guys, or have you guys ever thought about, uh, doing production on your own at some point? I mean, obviously this is batch one, but farther down the road, do you think that's something you guys might explore? Like having our own production facility? Yeah. Yeah. Now you're talking about landing on the moon, Dave. Well, I know it's, <laughs> Hey, look, it's, it's, that's some massive capital yeah. expense for sure. Well, yeah. And that was, that was the thought was if I can run this initially out of a cloud, Yep. why not? Right. hundred percent. Um, super smart. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I think the, you know, there's just so many, we have a different brand, right? We have a different story. Um, we have different needs. Like we can't just go source MGP juice and slap a sticker on it. Can't do that. Right. So, but those challenges is what makes us special. Mm-hmm. And that's where if we can pull off having our own production facility, and make that as authentic as we can, like, yeah, that'd be cool. And, and you know, again, if to that yeah, we would have sold through nearly 23,000 bottles in our first six months, yeah, I would have thought that was crazy, yeah. but we're just kind of pushing that snowball down the hill and seeing where it goes and making sure that it's kind of in line. It's on the track. Like, if we want to do it, we can. Yeah. But that's kind of, kind of what, you know, we've been talking about. It's just because we can doesn't mean we should. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think you guys are smart to stay focused on the authenticity. And, and if you ever get to a point where you have to go into the production at that point, you know, explore it. But I, I think you guys are smart to stick with, uh, stick well, with. I mean, it's like a, it's like a church cookbook, right? Like for me to come in and be like, Hey, I, here I was playing major league baseball. I just retired. I was so great at baseball. I'm going to be great at whiskey. So let me tell you how to do your job just because I was so, that is that's how 30 for 30s are made right uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's right let's make this a church cookbook right? yeah so like i'm gonna we're gonna broker the corn deliver it to you and here's what i want it to end up like you go do your thing and then we'll t- we'll figure out how to tell the story with with the juice you make with the corn that we provided right yeah. Yeah. And that's where like that's us staying in our lane now, as we grow, like, as long as I can get to the point where I know who to hire, then we win, right? Yeah. That's the big stressor to me. As, as you can tell, I can talk about this all night and try to sell it, and I can raise the capital, mm-hmm. but I don't want to hire the wrong person. Yeah. Right? I don't that fall into the wrong hands, and until I feel confident in that, like, that's where it's like, we, we need to go different than baseball, work through our A-ball, and just kind of, you know, you got you yeah. to get your reps because if you just try to go, hey, we won in this one, there could be one factor that we're overlooking, right. whether it's somebody, you know, a different angle that we missed thinking that we can just go blanket approach this and win, that's when you get screwed, right? Yeah. I yeah. think you guys are being super smart. It's all Thank clear. You. 
It's all it's all Tyler. Tyler is. <laughs> well, he he is the CGO. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tyler seems so to be. The- well, I, I play. You know, I do play another role, and it's and it's not on the business card. But uh, <laughs> yeah, a little a little bit of talking Drew off the ledge every now and then. It's, it's that's right. A part of my role. That's well. I was, you I guys was, got the yin and yang going. It's I great. Was, I was just. Gonna, we do. We have hundred percent. I was just going to say, you, Tyler, you're like the you're like the uh, like the EKG. You're the flatline in the EKG, yeah. right? <laughs> and Tyler's like. <laughs> Thing, yeah, I don't know. A compliment that's, a, in there. that's a compliment, by the way. So. Yeah, no, I, I and I take it as one. Yeah, and you yeah. are right. You are right. I, I Kurt, nothing. Kurt, yeah, Kurt's in the not business world, <laughs> I feel like I fit. I don't know if I fit that well in the business world, but I do know that if if you know within my baseball career, you know, you have to negotiate contracts and you have to go through arbitration and you have to have difficult conversations with people. Yeah. Um. And, and so that's the one thing that like in the business world that I, I have no problem doing because I don't get emotional one way or the other. Yeah. And I just am just, yeah. you know, you could say the, you could say the worst thing in the world uh, about me or the company or, or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, that's fine. I, you, you're, you're allowed to feel that way. And I, but I feel this way or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, that that's, I, I don't, I, my heart rate doesn't go up or down. I'm just like, I'm, <laughs> there you go. Steady. There you go. So that so you you get what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah. And you don't have to be in the business world to be good at it. So no doubt. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're probably better on the outside. I was just gonna say. Yeah. You're probably better off. So I I do have a question going back to I mean you guys have told some great stories about you know Drew you kicked us up with like your first kind of your first moment with bourbon, right? And how that got you passionate about the liquid and the spirit and everything that goes with it. So I'm curious on the flip side, has there been a bourbon that's just disappointed you? And why is that? And if you haven't, we can send you a couple bottles. Yeah. <laughs> they're still on my shelf. We have a couple on the they're, shelf we yeah. can send to you. They're, they're behind I'm, Kurt on the I'm shelf. staring at one right yeah. now. Yeah, we can go no, pick a couple of yeah. The, I would say I don't I don't have one like to name, but I do remember what buying it, and it was in twenty, even in twenty twelve, ish, and it was because it was around when Angels just took off, and somebody else did a port wine finish, mm. and it was like a ninety dollar bottle in DC, mm. and and like I was like great, that's their take on Angels Envy, awesome, and it was brutal. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah, I hated it. Like, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. and so I, that's, so I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but I vowed to never be that bottle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was, you know, cause there, there's just something where like, if you have high hopes when you purchase it and like, especially if you're going to over leverage the price point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We yeah. see, we see a lot of that. Yeah. 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 Sure. Just cause it's expensive doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's in 2012 too. Yeah. Like be kind of before, yeah, it yeah. became yeah. super trendy. So that's yeah. yeah. Well, because that was because that was one of the first ones I saw. That's like, oh, they took Angel's Playbook. They 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 must know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. not so much. Yeah, you never, know, never assume, right? Drew, when we've talked to other um, you know distillers or owners um, through the uh, the podcast, it seems like, and I think Derek touched on it a little bit too about the community and how people aren't competitive. But do you have other? Um, kind of go-to organizations that you share ideas with or, um, you know, ways of driving the business forward, other distilleries? 
Yeah, I mean, we've luckily for uh, for me, one of my college teammates uh, works with a guy that used to work for Diageo, so that's one there of the. Oh, well, that's a good connection. And then, um, you know, he's out of it now, but kind of gave me like a rundown, and just so there's the uh, that's probably landed on the moon, maybe or yeah, beyond yeah, that. Yeah. Put that into Mars-ish area, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, so like I kind of like I said, I hit it from all angles. Whether it was appropriate to where we are as a company or not, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with acting like you're in the big leagues when you're in rookie ball. Sometimes, sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I, there's I don't necessarily want to give all the names out, but yeah. there uh, a lot of people that have connected me that, and everybody's been good. I would say Wes Henderson has probably been up there as one of the best um, because. You know, again, I, I knew him from a, a while back and um, just his, I mean, he takes my calls if it's a random small question. That's great. Uh, yeah, which is really cool because he just gets the passion side of it, you know, and it's like, yeah, of course, like I'll support it. Uh, but yeah, I would say he's up there as, as one of the big guys. That's, awesome. Great. Awesome. That's great. You guys have been super generous with your time. We could keep talking. Um, bourbon baseball life all of it we'll just keep but, drinking well we're gonna do that but we'll let <laughs> you guys get that. back to those uh kiddos probably need a little bit of attention before bed but we end uh, all our podcasts with a session called last call and so basically it's a scenario so for you two guys uh we know what you'll be drinking it's usually what you know which of the bourbons are we tasting would you have and who would you have that taste with or what questions would you ask so for you two guys, pull in a little bit on the, the, the baseball history, uh, So, especially with the Field of Dreams. Who would you like to walk out of that cornfield and face in the batter's box? Any era, any time. <laughs> this has got to be my favorite last call ever. Yes. Yep. I'm stoked. I know my answer. Right off the bat. Yeah, all right. Boom. All right, Tyler. It, kick it, us up, Tyler. It can't, it can't be Kirk because he's an easy out, Tyler. Who would you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, for me, you know, I want to face the best hitter that ever stood in the box. And this is a very controversial statement, yeah. but not really. I don't think I, I, I want to face Barry Bonds. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, best. I, I don't know. He's probably the best hitter of, of all time, in yeah. my opinion. Good one. I like it. Man, that's a, that's a really good one, Clip. I know. <laughs> I know. That's why you went first, Drew. Yeah. Now, I really want to ask, not to keep the time going, but how would you pitch him would be the other question. But Oh, yeah. I, I'm, really, uh, I'm curious, too. I'm like, I'm, look, what do you got? Do you want me to tell you how he would do it? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Drew, Drew, Drew would know. And honestly, I, I don't know if I would know because – Drew's got you know, a ball the guy in his hand. In, in his prime, he covered everything. Mm -hmm. um, there was an at-bat that I saw that he had against Eric Gagne with the L.A. Dodgers when Gagne was in his prime. Now, granted, Gagne was throwing 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, but cut from the same cloth. He had a great changeup. So, um, and he had glasses. There you go. Um, so, <laughs> so there would there, there would definitely be changeups thrown, and um, I would I would flirt with it, only because I wouldn't care if I gave up a home run oh, yeah. because it's Barry Bonds. Yeah. And I feel like there was a lot of pitchers who probably felt this way when they faced him, yeah. and that's maybe why he got maybe more pitches <laughs> to hit than even he should have. Oh yeah, but. Um, 
but I would have to go up and in on him uh, with a heater at, at least once in the at bat. Whether it w- I don't care what the count was, I would have to try it, but uh, just to see what happened. He, he would probably hit a homer, but uh, I would try it. But I think I think there would be there would be changeups thrown and there would be uh, up and in heaters and just see what happens. See what happened from there, Kurt. There's a lot of pitcher, yeah. pitcher speed it. going on here. We'll translate for I, uh, you later. I know. I'm like I need a dictionary to understand yeah. what all this means. Love so, it. Hey, do you guys want do you guys want to know like? So Clip is selling himself short there, saying that he can't get Barry Bonds out because one of the one of the biggest blessings that's, that has come out of this company is when we contacted Baseball Reference to get the numbers that are associated with the players, right? Mm, yeah. The guy responded in the email saying, because he saw Tyler's name on there, <laughs> hey, Tyler, by the way, do you know that in the history of baseball, right-handed pitchers against left-handed hitters with a minimum of 1,500 bats – you are number one in the history of baseball. Damn. So it's wow. Tyler, come on. Wow. It's Tyler Clipper, it. Nolan Ryan, like Mariano Rivera, like Jeez. all these. He is number one. That, so that's awesome. What, what Tyler would do, he would throw a first pitch fastball up and in and then throw him a 1 0 changeup right down the middle that Barry would pop up to the infield because Tyler also <laughs> has the infield pop up rate of anybody in the history of the game. Love it. Now, for me, <laughs> if I was facing. I would hang. I would probably hang a slider, and it would be hit into the pond. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would be looking for yeah. All right. Well, then you can pick somebody else. Who would you take, Drew? I want I, Griffey. Griffey oh, Junior was Junior. I, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm obsessed. I because I I remember as a nine year old kid, I would get so mad at him because he would strike out on a fastball up and in, and I vowed if I ever got to the big leagues. And I would throw him a fastball up and in, and then he retired like three years or whatever before I. <laughs> and and like mind you, that's the the maverick mentality that I had that I could just go casually throw a fastball up and into Ken Griffey and get him out. Um, <laughs> As a nine-year-old, positive energy, positive energy. That's man. the kind of thinking that starts bourbon companies. Yeah, yeah, again, if he if he if he took me porch, I would gladly accept that. Oh yeah. So, Love it. That's all. That's cool. That's the that's the fun thing about facing good hitters like that is if the, if they hit a home run off you, yeah, they they kind of were supposed to. So yeah, it's right, okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not their first lap around the bases, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah, all right. I gave one up to to you know Barry Bonds, Chipper, Ken Griffey. It's like ah, okay, no big deal. Yeah, that's awesome. Very that's cool. Awesome. That's very cool. I love it. Well, I, I, I'm with you, Crap. This was probably the best. Oh, no this doubt. Was this was detailed. this was very yeah. cool. Very, very uh, cool. Last call. Uh, yeah. Gentlemen, again, thank you for your time. You got a great story, a great product. This was so much fun. Love the energy. Yeah. Uh, you guys yeah. are a hell of a duo. It'd be fun to get on the course with you guys at some point. Yeah. You know. Hey, and listen, if there's anything we can ever do to help you guys out from North Carolina, we're happy to help. Absolutely. Amen. 100%. Amen. Absolutely. Well, you're helping us right now, so we appreciate it, man. Yeah, Thank sure you, guys. Yeah. Well, when, when you're on the cover of Rolling Stone, just mention our name. <laughs> <laughs> our, our four listeners will, will, will that's, appreciate that's it. Right. Yep. We uh, have more than four listeners. Most random magazine, but yes. Yes. <laughs> well, there's a story behind that, but we're not going to go into that tonight. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, so, again, thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. And Cheers. Bourbon on. Bourbon on. on. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, guys. Is it, is it appreciate to chug the bottle? Yes, Go for it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. We're coming to Tampa Bay. There you go. <laughs> Cheers, guys. All right. Cheers. Cheers.